The Gold Circle is recorded on the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people, and we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one Nepal podcast. I'm your host, Nick Leaker, and with me as always is Luke Top. Hello. You sound much better this week. Um, do you yes. feel better? I do. Yeah, that's good. Yes, I have my tennis tournament tomorrow, so I better fucking feel better. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, so, okay. For the for the listeners, and also Abs is not here with us this week. She is literally just training until nine o'clock tonight. Yeah. So, par for the course, of course, <laughs> with uh, Abby McCulloch. Um, But yeah, anyway, so your schedule for this sounds... Pretty fucking insane. Three o'clock, lie. I've got a match. Four o'clock, I've got a match. Five o'clock, I've got a match. And six o'clock, I've got a match. So, wait, hold up. How long do the matches go for? Well, an hour and a half. So, I, yeah, I'm... Look, yeah. I, I... So, they just push it. And <laughs> okay. they're supposed to give me... Like, well, it could go for two hours. I don't know. I think it's best of three. So, I don't... Like, you can't I... get through a best of three set in an hour. Look, I'm not very smart, but basic, basic math tells me that that doesn't work out. Yeah, but it's just the guy, the tournament director hates me. Oh, like, okay. L- not even low-key at this point. So, what's what's an ideal tennis I tournament tried time to, for you? I tried to kick him out. <laughs> so, he's the president of the gay tennis group that I play at. And um, I tried to kick him out. Um, of course. Of course. Of course, it's not just because he has it out for you. It's because you have done something to well, spark. Like, okay, so you want to you want to kick him out? Are you going to replace? And I'm like, girl, I no, no I don't have time that for shit. that. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. time to do association business. And everyone was pretty much like, oh, we all don't like him, but he does like a heap of work. So anyway, somehow I think he got moved to like treasurer or something. So I make all these jokes now about him like stealing money and stuff. Um, cause if anyone's dealt with any association, um, hashtag, I don't know about netball associations, but usually associations are just like really dodgy. Mm. That's good to know. Especially the tennis ones by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't help that you're, you fucking stir the pot. I do stir the pot. Um, so. and unfortunately by stirring the pot, he has scheduled or, and not only that, what a, what an atypical D-bag that he is. He actually <laughs> messaged me and said, oh, I'm just letting you know that unfortunately we've had to schedule you and it was so difficult. Basically, like, don't complain to me um, because you're just going to be playing for six hours straight. Yeah, I'm good. He also doesn't want me to win either because if I win, then he looks like an idiot. He's in the same division and he has scheduled himself with like three hour breaks. Yeah, right. So, yeah. But you'll win though, right? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? I'm too old. I'm so old now. I saw you play tennis a few years ago. You're pretty good. Oh, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> but I'm also old. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we all, we're all growing older. I so. only have a serve, let's be honest. <laughs> That's all I have. Look, Four-handed serve. Look, if it's any consolation, I'm playing Super League game tomorrow night Yay. down on the Gold Coast. So that's yeah, great because, awesome. I mean, I'm getting to play because I've been working most of the time. But uh, unfortunately, it's on the Gold Coast. <laughs> At 8 o'clock at night, and I don't want to do that. But that's okay. I I will say this, though. My doubles partner, I sent you photos. Uh, My doubles partner looks outrageous. I haven't seen him in a while, and I went to go play tennis with him, and he's just one of those people that looks like a supermodel. He got out of the car, and I was just like, bitch, I forgot. (laughs) 
I forgot that you look ridiculous. Yeah, he like, looks insane. What is he coming out of the like car shirtless? No, oh, no. Okay. He just he's one of those people that's just genetically blessed. I'm asking his husband tomorrow what 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 is his flaw? He's like some investment banker, he looks like a supermodel. Yeah, he's got two kids and a husband. Well, you know. It's just wrong. I can do that. I feel like going back to God and saying, here's my receipt. I want a different body, please. Fix me. (laughs) Um, Oh, dear. dear. Um, The other thing is I accidentally called a tradie daddy at a coffee shop. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, nice. That was in my excitement for the week. Yeah, I did remember seeing that. He asked me if I was in line and I said, nah, nah, you're all good, daddy. And then he just looked at me like a fucking weirdo. And I went, wow, I really need to stop using that nickname on yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, it is a great nickname, but yeah, trade is uh, an interesting one to, to throw oh, out, especially was, up at your end. The- yes, exactly. I was in, because I live in the sticks, it was kind of like more <laughs> rural Queensland. Do we call it rural Queensland? I, I mean, if anything beyond the borders outer, of 30 minutes of Brisbane, it's yeah. probably rural Queensland. So, yeah. you know, that's fine. Outer limits of Queensland, <laughs> calling calling six foot four tradies daddy. Uh, yeah, awkward, but uh, funny. Yeah, look, you know, look, as long as you had a laugh, that's all that matters, you know. Um, all right, we're going to talk about some netball now. We've talked about five minutes of Luke Sorry. calling people daddy and playing tennis, and you know, <laughs> people are invested in Luke's tennis career, I'm told, so that's a huge thing. No, no one is. Um, but we're here to discuss round seven of the SSN. Um, that happened last weekend. This is a bit of a late episode. We're just sort of organizing things. Life got in the way, blah, blah, blah. You know the job. Anyway, we're going to go into it. So the Sunshine Coast Lightning defeating the Giants 58 to 52. This was a... Felt like a kind of classic Lightning game, to be honest. Like uh, throwing it back a little bit. Yeah, I I think they did really well. I think so too. Especially, I think Kylie's late game management was very, very interesting. No super shot. No, that was the that was the most interesting part out of the quarter four. Because if you look at how Peace and Kara played, Peace was literally just setting screens and Kara was running wild. But then all they did was refeed into Peace anyway. But I love the fact that they have that option. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they can just feed into Peace, yep. and the work that Vicky Wilson has done um, on Peace is just incredible. Yeah, and I and I think looking at that. Fourth quarter, especially the the Lightning just owned it, and and I, and I look at how the Giants sort of play, and they played pretty cold towards the end. You know, Joanne and and Sophie both like hitting the front of the rim. I don't know if it's whether they're getting tired or I, I don't know, but this is such a a bit of a shonky game from the from the Giants overall. I think the out the the outstanding player for me overall for the Giants would have to be Parmenta because she was phenomenal um, with a, a legitimately obscene stat line with eight gains, eight or oh, sorry, eight gains, six intercepts, eight deflections, six intercepts, shit, like only thirteen contact calls, which is just, like that's obscene. This is well, such a great Jamie game from Lee had twelve. So, what, what yeah. are you saying? Twelve contacts. Oh, I'm yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. I thought you were calling around. I was like, oh, that looks fine. No, to me. no, no, no. Okay, no. I'm saying that's good. Um, but yeah, I just feel like for the media, this is the kind of screams a little bit like live by the two, die by the two. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, isn't that just the giant season? Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. I think Joe, Joe for me, um, she did not look confident at all. No, and you know how Abby was saying last week about how games linger. Mm. Um. Uh, yeah. You reckon she's uh, still having a hangover from fever? I mean, realistically, for me, the 13 turnovers uh, for Joe is obscene. But yeah. I, I feel like... Yeah. 
The problem Joe has is um, if you look across her career, she's had those tight moments where she's potentially missed. Like I think it was at Com Games where she missed the shot and then they somehow got the ball back and Helen shot the winning goal. I'm pretty sure something along those lines. And she's had shots to win games previously and I think her not making the shots in the Fever game is just like, yeah, like it's just thrown her a bit. Um, I expect her to bounce back. Um, but yeah, I think against the Lightning, you just can't have you can't have third. Like you're not going to win a game on 13 turnovers for your goal shooter. No, goal no, not like, at all. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and and I mean this feels like it. it honestly, it was a winnable game for the Giants. It was kept close in the oh, Lightning. I think for me, like I said, that the fourth quarter management from Kylie. Um, really, really solidified things because I think the Lightning felt they were very comfortable feeding that ball into peace as well. I know that over the last couple of years that we've Especially seen Especially Kara. Yeah, yeah. really good. Um, and then she ran Steph, uh, Steph Wood at wing attack for, I, th- oh, I can't even remember how long to be completely honest, but for, for a period of time. And then um, Biddy came And then Biddy on. came back on. Yeah. Um, and I think this was really interesting um, rotational work from for the, for the Lightning. And considering the fact that they really did keep it low and keep it, you know, like no super shots. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Did they shoot super shots at all? I don't think they did at no, all. They no, they didn't. didn't at all. Yeah, no. um, for me, like, this is just, I, I felt I was just like a kind of a throwback. This is just kind of quintessential lightning where it was patient, uh, guided, they take their time. And then they did an exceptional job, I think, in the last three minutes of holding the ball, giving each other opportunities and not turning the ball over. Like, I think some teams would probably do when they're trying to just hold onto a lead. Yeah. Um. But looking at the Giants, man, this is an interesting slide. Yeah, oof. I um, yeah, I agree with everything you said about the lining, and especially I think uh, Pretorius and Moeni looked really solid. Um, I think they had fifteen gains between the. Two oh of yeah, them, ridiculous. Which, uh, unfortunately, in this league, for your attack end, you really need that many gains to sort of turn the ball over, and we'll get to Firebirds. Um, in a sec. Sorry, to win when you have that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, turnover ball. Um, Giants, yeah, I mean, uh, they play the T-Birds next, um, which is kind of a spicy matchup for them. But I, I think you're right. It, a lot of it comes through um, Joe, and I feel like, yeah, she's just not... She's just not feeling it. But yeah. She's... At home, like, I don't know if the game is going to go ahead to hashtag COVID, but... Um, you know, home crowd. It is a home crowd, yeah, isn't it? I think so. Pretty sure it is. Um, yeah, because they, <laughs> yeah, 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 they did. Yeah, two games at Ken Rosewell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it potentially could flip it for them, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's interesting looking at that because we were speaking, you know, maybe what three weeks ago about how red hot she was and how things have yeah. really cooled <sighs> off. And I also think Sophie, to some extent, has cooled off. It's, I still think she's. She obviously has that value on the court, like 100%, mm. but both of them have cooled off significantly where they weren't building up those huge leads or cutting down those huge leads as well. Just, I don't know if they're just still feeling it. It's hard. Though. Well, like, I think for Sophie, um, you have that sort of opportunity where you're kind of not well scouted and I think now she's sort of getting scouted. Yeah, 100%. Um, she's still an amazing shooter. And, yeah. And, and I honestly, um, a few people were critical of her on Twitter. Um Really? Yeah, yeah. Just huh. that she had opportunities and, you know, potentially didn't make them. Yeah, right. But uh, she also didn't have 13 turnovers. I mean, if you're, yeah. as Annie would say, the skipper, um, 
I mean, at the end of the day, if you're throwing that much ball away, then, you know, it's not working. No. Um, Anything else? No, that's all. Nice. All right, we're going to move on to the Collingwood Magpies defeating the Melbourne Vixens 67-51. Luke, I have a question for you. Oh, okay, yep. Do you think that this is the worst loss for the Vixens so far this season? Uh, As... As in margin or as in who they lost to? Over, I think overall the vibe afterwards. Because the vibe afterwards. Um, well, Simone was like brutal. I'm sure everyone has seen the video yeah. saying that it's not acceptable. Um, oh, look. Um, I think early in the season, they probably had a worse vibe. In my opinion. You reckon? Well, I always thought that they were still trying... They were still chasing... What did that game where Kalia was like negative 63? Yeah. That was a pretty bad game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. I, I don't know. I feel like for me, the post-game vibes with this one were really rough for Vixens fans. And, and I think also stuff as well. Just coming off Simone's post-game interview, um, where she really was quite brutal about her assessment of, of how the game went. And I think credit to the Magpies as well. I think one of the things that... Yeah, they Nick, played well. One of the things that Nick Richardson did really well was kept with her rotation. Like, it lit- that rotation did not change. Those starting seven were the only players that took the court. And I think that consistently worked pretty well for the Magpies. Um, I think if I look at Shimona... Struggled a little bit from shooting, but she was much, she looked much stronger. Yeah, but considering look at the volume, I was gonna, 55 goals. Exactly. And I also think if you look at it um, in the context of how good the Vixens defenders are, I think Shimona, again, had an amazing game. Um, for me, she's doing an absolute standout for, for the Magpies. But I also think one of the things that I guess stood out for me as well is that they, the Magpies still play a really fast game that they honestly kind of can't keep up with sometimes. Like, I've noticed, like, Kels is, like, barnstorming down the court Mate, and that ball's... She is at Circle Edge second phase. I, I, kinda, I'm, I do not understand, but sometimes I'm like, oh, my goodness, you guys are playing way faster than you need to. This is mm. this is crazy. Um, So, I think overall, defensively, the Magpies did a fantastic job on the Vixens. I think the Vixens... Rani Samerson has cooled down a little bit. Um, I think defences are starting to sort of figure her out. Um, but also, just the Vixens just missing that the clean game. Like, it's hard. Like, it shouldn't really be based on, like, the one player. But I think Liz Watson does sort of change things up a little bit in terms of having a bit of flow and a bit of trust. There was absolutely no trust in that attack in for the Vixens at all that I could see. 20, was it 21 deflections from yeah. Braz, Ward, and Mentor? Ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely That's a obscene. lot of high ball. Yep. Um, and I think looking at how the Vixens operate and how we've, we're so used to that they're not playing in the game that we we expect them to, which is a very clean and clinical style of play. And I just don't think it's working. Like how they're playing now, it just isn't working. You're, you're missing... Liz Watson, you're missing your, your two amazing attackers. But in saying that, like you've still got Kumwenda and you've still got the ups in Samerson and, and Stanton as well. But I don't even I don't know how to assess the Vixens other than they're just not doing it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I think the break, they're probably happy mm. um, with the break coming up. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's difficult because... Um. Yeah, with Liz Watson out, I mean that's how vital she is. Is uh, I honestly believe with the Stanton. You know, a lot of people on Twitter have been critical of Stanton. I think when you look at it from the perspective that if Liz Watson is still playing, does that change? Oh, hundred percent. You think so? Okay. I don't think they. I think they would be sitting 
fourth or fifth if Liz Watson was playing. Mm. Um, because there's they essentially have two holes in their attack end um, that they've filled with you know, inexperienced players. And there's, and then that's not to say they're not great players. They are great players. They just haven't had a lot of experience running at those positions. Like Stanton is originally a goal shooter. She's not a goal attack. So to make that move um, with limited time, like th- that's the other problem is you look at um, Annika Lee Jones when she moved to the UK. If you've sort of been sitting on the bench for three, four years uh, in SSN, and you haven't been playing matches week in, week out, and then you're expected to be in the starting lineup. It's a massive adjustment. Oh, yeah, it's chalk and cheese. Like Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if they had Liz Watson, I, I don't think they would have the problems they have. Um, yeah, so, look, I, I don't know. I, I think um, they need to make adjustments with Rani um, in the fact that, obviously... Th- People have gone out and scouted her um, and worked out what they need to do yeah. to annoy her. Yeah, because they've got more film now. 100%. You know, she had eight turnovers. Admittedly, though, two from two from uh, Supershot Land. Yeah, it's not too um, bad. Not too which bad. isn't too bad. And 14 from 18. Um, I think that's across everything. Um, yeah, like, it's certainly not negative, you know, 85 or whatever. But... Yeah, the, mm, it it's. I, I feel like maybe some of the. I I kind of feel bad for the defensive end because they're doing so much work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just in that attack end, I mean, if Joe Weston could play goal attack, you'd be putting her in there at this point. Um, because yeah, it just the attack end is just rough. Um, yeah, yeah, it's tough. Um, anything else? No, that's all. Nice. Um, we're going to move on to the Adelaide Thunderbirds defeating the New South Wales Swifts 58-53. This was a stinky game from the New South Wales Swifts, I think. Um, Luke, <laughs> it was a weird game. Bizarre. The changes. I didn't understand the changes. Luke, I, I want Wallace your assessment. Was off. Yeah, I want your assessment here because Sam Wallace was taken out of the game quite early. Yeah, like I get I get that because um, I think, what was the stat? It was like 12 gains or something in the first quarter Yeah. Um, that they had, which was just crazy from the Thunderbirds um, or maybe it was seven I'm just it was seven, seven yeah seven. seven games not 12 maybe it was 12 at the half um, but yeah I think um, it just it was it was just nuts and they took Sammy Wallace out but I don't actually think that was the right decision um, I would have probably left her in and you just have to adjust Um I don't understand the Nat Haythornthwaite thing. Um, she came on at goal attack, I think, in the start of the third. Um, for me, the ideal lineup is Hadley at centre and Maddie Proud at wing attack. I, I, Nat isn't playing well, in my opinion. No. I, I don't think she's had a great year. Um, and, yeah, I'm not... I'm not sure, and and the, I think the difficulty is is when you put Hadley in wing defence for however many games this games this season, yeah, and your kind of like backup coaching position is to chuck her into centre. It's yeah, it it's that's that's pretty hard, sort of mixing and changing to do. I know it's significant, and that's the thing that I haven't been able to really cotton on with the Swifts is that there's been so many weird positional changes over this yeah. season that. 
the Swifts have never really looked rock solid. Do you know what I mean? Like, the Swifts have always been a rock solid team mm. that are capable and have won the championship. Although but I remember, this is kind of bizarre. I remember last season, though, I remember Bryony saying in one of the interviews that, because um, a big thing for her is the center pass conversion. Um, and it hadn't been good most of last season. Um and yeah, she was, she was pretty pretty peeved off, and I I didn't feel like the Swifts were kind of like mm. themselves last season. Mm. And you go, oh okay, COVID, but this season they've looked really really good, and then like really lost. Yeah, like the connections are kind of not all there, or there's like a a lack uh. of trust. Because I think the thing that I also vibed on, especially quite early on with Sam in Wallace in the circle, is that. Usually the Swifts do trust everything, so they just lob it into her because for the most part, she will get it and she will convert it. Simple as that. That's mm. how good she is. But that wasn't happening at all. And the Thunderbirds no. saw that. That like Shamira and Tilly, they were hunt like they were hungry for it. And I think that showed early on and that set the tone. You know, we would you know, mm. we've been talking about over the years, especially in the Swifts Lightning Grand Final a few years ago, where the Swifts set the tone very early. Aggressive, mm. up in your face, fast. And I think the Thunderbirds played that game here, like especially yeah. early on. They just they came out barnstorming, and I think also for the most part, this is probably the best the Thunderbirds have looked for a few weeks and for a long while. Yeah. To be honest, I, I I mean this win honestly is probably up there with their victory over the Fever last year. Um, in I think I think it might have been Chelsea's last game for the Thunderbirds. I think it was. Oh yeah, where they defeated the Fever I think by two points. Um. And that was a cracking game, but that that was the, like the, the Thunderbirds were locked in, like mm. they could not be removed from that court. Um, and I kind of got the same vibe here. I think Lanise did an amazing job, a hundred percent amazing. I think over the last couple of weeks, we may not have been talking about her as much. She hasn't really been well, she as impactful, but up, I think yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I think defensively, um, Shamira, Tilly, um, Latanya, like even Shadeen, like Shadeen was wearing um, Haythornthwaite mm. for the most part, and. The Thunderbirds just came in and they won every single quarter, mm. which is huge. First time they've done it in ah. in SSN history, I think. Really? Far out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Good Lord. Um, yeah. For me, terrific win for the Thunderbirds. Swifts, hella stinky. I don't understand what was... I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's It's weird. <laughs> Look, it's it's just weird. Um, anything else from this one? Hella stinky. <laughs> um, oh... Yeah. I wish we had Abs here because I feel like Abs would give us a much Abs, nicer assessment for the Swifts. She would. Yeah. She would. So, Damn it, Abs. apologies, Swifts fans. How Abs dare you. would be the perfect. Uh, maybe that's why she was like, <laughs> Yeah, oh, she was like, oh, I'm super busy today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't Ooh. want to talk about the Swifts this yeah. week. Um, I can't make it, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I, I think, um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say stinky, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just thought the stinky was a fun word to say. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the last game of the round, which was the West Coast Fever defeating uh, the Queensland Firebirds 79-69. Luke, <laughs> I want your assessment on this game. Uh, what is there to assess? Could we just hurry up and give them the trophy and then we can all move on? Um, oh, wh- what do you even unpack from this? Um, so... <laughs> I... The fever is. I'm sorry. Can I just interrupt? The fever are really fucking good, and I say this every week. They're just. I mean, far out. It was out. like Fowler and Bruce on like a hundred million Nissan net points, and I was freaking out. I have to tell you this. This Yikes. was so funny. So I'm like watching the score tick up, 
as the game's playing along and I'm throwing my post-its at Laura and Liz. And then um, I get to, I think we got to like 76. I'm like, holy shit. We've still got like four minutes to go. Uh, uh, four or three minutes. Yeah. I was like, shit, they're going to break because 80. They scored 80, um, I think last year, round 12 and round six. Yeah, they just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, holy crap, they're going to break the their record again. So I'm like getting ready for that. And then, yeah, then they didn't. And I was like, oh. I think, look, Courtney Bruce had an absolutely outstanding game. <laughs> ten, 10 gains, four intercepts, nine deflections. 10 contact calls oh my goodness this like that stat line is absolutely absurd yeah for a gk like mm. absolutely absurd i and, cannot believe that and, that is so good and do you know what i love um i think firebirds did really well on glasgow um early mm. and then atn coming on um because i mean i think in the was it a quarter and a half it was relatively close yeah 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 um yeah they brought atn on and um yeah she did great yeah uh, that that was the thing i uh, like this team is just finding a way and and mm. it, the more the more they're playing the more dangerous they look this is this is i i i've said this we, we're gonna keep saying this i'm sorry listeners you'll have to get over it but i just don't know who beats the fever here well, the other thing you got to look at is the super shot for Boweta, three from nine, and Dwan three that, from six. It's pretty stinky, and one from three for Aiken. I yeah, I mm, like you definitely need to hit super shots because you got to get close to eighty. Um, but you've really got to do the black line super shots, and you got to sink them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But great defense. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought Jenna was a bit quiet um, as well. I know their games... Tara, Tara as well, Hinchcliffe too. Considering she's had quite a great couple of weeks, she was very quiet for me. I think defensively, yeah. just for the most part, they were. Jenna and Hinchcliffe, they only have one game between them. That was that was a big thing for me is they were just not getting anything. Mm. And, mm. and actually, um, one of the other things that I remember now, I think it was the start of the third quarter for a good... Six or seven minutes, Fever didn't have a single turnover for that quarter. <laughs> and they came out of that that halftime break and they were just like, we're just not going to give the ball up um, and we're just going to go hard. And I was like, whoa, they might have had one. But it, it dropped significantly um, in that third quarter from what it was in the first and second quarter. Um, and I was just like, wow. They just like literally put the clamps on them and were just like... Bye. This is ours. Yeah, that's a killer. That's a killer instinct. I think that they've they've got now. Mm. I think having experienced the grand final loss last year and the grand final loss a few years ago, they really do need that killer instinct. And I think I think they've got it. Like well, really, they've just they've been putting their foot on the necks of people for weeks now. And I think one of the things that stands out for me is obviously the attack and Fowler aside, because you can talk Fowler just can't fail. But I think having Ansys, Charles, and ATN or Glasgow, all three of them are facilitating the ball. It's not just one person yeah. down to that role. It's three players having almost like basically a triangle option and forcing defenders to have to work. And then teams get tired, blah, 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 blah. Well, the other thing is, is Anstis. I thought this was probably one of her best games. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Especially like Rav's a hard, hard sort of task. Like she's not going to give you a lot. She's not going to throw the ball away a lot. Um, you've got to work really hard. Um, yeah, I, I thought she was quite impressive. 
Yeah. I look, I mean, Firebirds for the most part, they kept up with the fever. That's, that's a huge plus, I guess, but I don't know. It's hard because like you can't like with the fever, we are really just saying the same thing over and over because they're not really, like you said, you know, they just look that good. Yeah. I think what will be interesting is to see what teams come out of the break and how they address some of the issues with the fever. Cause as much, uh, look, you have your bookends um, with fever and it's really about disrupting. Uh, look, I, I don't think, I think Abby said this before. Um, I think most teams know what they need to do to beat fever. It's just executing it for four quarters. Do you think the way to beat the fever, I think obviously executing your game plan, but you cannot fail to do that. Like you cannot oh, fuck no. up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like no, you have to be you like, have play to a perfect be on. game. Yeah, yeah you yeah. have to be on. And and I think the only people that potentially... Um, like I, I think if the T-Birds really get rolling, that's the sort of team that potentially are dangerous to fever. Yeah. 100% because mm. you look at how they match up across the court. Um, they match up pretty well. Like yeah, especially if Lenise is on against yeah. Courtney, I, I I think that's probably the biggest danger danger for them. But um, yeah, you you look at some of the teams and and I think it's going to be a matchup by matchup. As mm. much as we talked about Giants and Fever in the grand final for the Giants, like obviously that was a great game when they did play each other. Um, the Giants have to be on though. Yeah, yeah, they, they can't do. they can't have they can't be missing. Their super shots. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I think Sunshine Coast Lightning, where they had that, was it 24 to 12 first quarter against them? Um, and then you just kind of throw it away. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Um, I hey. think, look, I think a lot of teams are going to be sitting down for this break week and just dissecting every single thing that Fever have done yeah. through seven rounds and then go, how do we combat that? Yeah. It'll That's be very, what I would be doing. It'd be very interesting to see if the Fever lose and who it's going to be against. Because I feel like it's going to be kind of surprising like it was last year, like the Thunderbirds Fever game. That was a surprising win for the Thunderbirds because they were kind of in all sorts. I think coming off the news of Chelsea's um, not being... Chelsea and Kate, I think Shimo's contract's not being renewed. There was just a different air in that arena. And I'm pretty sure because we worked that game and I think there were not many people there. I think it might actually might have been a closed game now that I think about it. But the that 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 Thunderbirds team was they had the killer instinct and the Fever just didn't know what to do. I think potentially if Fever lose their momentum, um, obviously that's going to be problematic for them. But yeah, I definitely think T Birds teams like that can definitely and and mm. uh, I know this sounds insane, but Collingwood as well. I um, think Collingwood. I think I think I, like you said. I think most teams have the tools to do it. It's just yeah. a matter of how do you use those tools to do it. Exactly. That was really good. Nice. I feel really good. That sounds kind of, kind of smart. Um, all right. So we're going to go on to our round eight tips. Now, this one is a split round. We've only got two games this weekend and there's two games after. So fair warning, uh, we're not going to be doing an episode next week. We, we're also going to be taking a bit of a buy ourselves just so we can kind of recover a little bit. I've um, got the plastic surgery booked. You've got the plastic surgery booked, apparently. Um, oh. <laughs> plastic surgery. Um, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to list all our tips. So Abs has graciously sent through her tips for the four games that are happening over the next two weeks. And we're going to do the same. So Luke, I'm going to start with you. So we've got the Swifts oh. and the Firebirds. Um, I'm going to say Firebirds. I'm going to go with the Firebirds too. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. 
I just think the Swifts being a little stinky make me think that the Firebirds are going to come out with that. Stinky Swifts. Sorry, Swifts fans. Please don't beat me up. (laughs) Um, And Abs has naturally tipped uh, the Swifts for this one. So we're going to move on to the Giants and the Thunderbirds. The Giants are playing at home. I'm going to say the T-Birds. I'm on the T-Bird roll. Let's go. Me too. Me too. I'm going T-Birds. Yeah, I think Shamira is going to piss Joe off. Yeah, I am in. I am fully in agreement with that, and Abs is as well. Um, <laughs> the the on the 26th of June, so the following week, we have the Lightning and the Magpies at USC. Lightning, and we will be at that game. I won't be. I you won't be. Luke will, will be. be. <laughs> I won't be. Unfortunately, <laughs> I will be working. With my lightning shoes on. Yeah, those shoes look amazing. Yeah. They oh look my goodness! Awesome. You didn't. You're not wearing them today, are you? No, no, I look. Oh, you're wearing back. basic shoes, ill. <laughs> um, Abs has said the T birds, and oh I oh, sorry, said the T birds. I said the lightning. Um, I'm going to go with the lightning here as well. Uh, that USC stadium is a hard fort to beat, and the final game of the round on the 27th of June at RAC Arena, the Fever are hosting the Vixens. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to say Fever. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Fever for this one too. <laughs> and and Abby, surprisingly. Went for the fever as well. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. look, if the Vixens win this one, then well done. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup. But that will do us for this week, uh, my friends. As always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. Come and chat with us. We're posting things all the time. You know the drill. It's social media. Come and get social with us. Okay? Right? Simple as that. I'm not going to ask again. Actually, I will ask again next week or whenever we record next. You can get us on Twitter at Bleakster, B-L-E-E-K-S-T-E-R, and at B-L-T underscore 86 for Luke. And come and chat with us there. We've been posting things. I, I think I took a few days off it because I've was on. i been on Twitter for work and it's just, ugh, it's a lot. But we are on there. We'll be live tweeting games and blah, 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 blah. We're having a great old time. Twitter's actually kind of good. Nepal Twitter is the best. You can also uh, get us on email as well, thegoalcircle at gmail.com. Please send us an email if you have any questions. If you want us to shout out your clubs, we had a few people asking us to shout out their clubs, which we did a few weeks ago. Um, we're more than happy to do it. If you want, if you want to hear your show, your, your club come out on the show, let us know and we'll do it. All right. So, what? Oh, you know, you're just reading your text messages. <laughs> Classic Luke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just thank God that we're not connected to the desk, Luke. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, that will uh, do us for this week. Just, just a reminder: we will be taking next week off, so please don't expect an episode to drop in unless we do something surprising. Who knows? Um, probably not, though. We want to take a break. Yeah, we're doing hot girl shit. <laughs> doing hot girl shit, yeah, as Luke says. I don't know what that is, but we're going to do it. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to have a spa day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get my spa pedicure. Mm. Yes. I, I have a... Nice. Um, I know you have a feet thing, but no, I, I don't. No, I don't have a feet thing. Oh, no, no, no. Like, like, like you don't like people touching, touching your feet. feet. Yeah, no. Yeah, you don't. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't mind. Gross. It's great. Feet well, I have, to get, I have to get my feet ready for the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lol. Anyway, enjoy your nepple. Emmy and I'll do a joint foot only fans. Oh. Like, Skype each who's, other. Whose foot is who? Our feet are like Skyping each other and we'll oh. charge people for it. That's a lot. Done. Oh. Hey, $17 a month. It doesn't matter what the content is. Yeah, all right. Someone, someone will sign up. Look, sometimes you just got to get the bag and that's what matters. <laughs> you know? You just got to get the 100%. bag. 100%. Thank you. That's like my motto. <laughs> that's it. Get the bag. Yeah, get the bag. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening, gang. Enjoy your netball this weekend and we'll catch you in a few weeks. Bye. Bye.